Hello, welcome to another episode of Unsolicited Advice. I'm your host, Shlomo Aaron. Today we have the one and only Dan Lukowitz. Dan, how are you? Thanks for coming on. Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Shlomo. I appreciate it. I love doing these episodes with you. I feel like you know our viewers might be looking at this and saying, well, who's on the show this week? And they, they get to see a lot of you and me. But you know, I'm going to say that I think people like that because you and I got a special relationship, a great chemistry, and, and we got some good things going on. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me, brother. Well, for sure. And yeah, I think it's true. I think people, people, um, you know, in general, everyone likes market updates and hearing other people's stories. So here's here's for the market update because we are we, we know your story from this podcast. So what? So so I know we're, we're having a big hotel coming, coming, coming to market soon. I want to get get your opinion on like what where is the hotel industry going for 2022? Ooh, that is a tough question. I love when you put me on the spot like that. So hotel industry for 2022 has some exciting things to look forward to. We saw in 2021, especially for the resort market, like for example, you know, which you know well, that Traverse City listing, right. it was a freshwater resort in Michigan. 2020 numbers were strong. 2019, 20 numbers were strong. 2019 numbers were strong. 2021 came in and blew everything out of the water that that beach has ever seen in terms of of NOI and and ADR, you know, average daily rate, um, and price per door, everything, which is amazing. So now we've got another deal coming. This is going to be very private. It's not going to be on the market. And it's uh, a special flag that people know about. Can't tell too much information. If you want more information, reach out to myself or Shlomo. It's going to be priced in the mid $20 million range, probably about $24, $25 million. And it's a great property, very, very limited supply of hotels in that market, um, located near Freshwater, which we love, and here in the great state of Michigan. So we're excited about that. In general, on a more macro view, where are we looking at the hotel market moving in 2022? We don't really know. Um, I predict that we'll continue to see in these higher-end luxury properties or resorts uh, the average daily rates increasing. I think that things like inflation are going to have major impacts on every aspect of our life from rental payments that people are paying per month for their home or their business or their their building uh, to the rate that you're paying per night at a resort or a hotel. So, you know, we're going to see, I think, a great year in 2022 for this type of product. And we're very excited to be bringing more and more stuff to market. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and you know, as everyone in the hotel industry knows, there's there's three different categories of people that are coming that are using the hotels that's leisure business and and groups so so i wanted to jump into each one yeah where you're seeing so so we so leisure we just sold that resort where are you seeing leisure travelers um going going for and where are you seeing leisure travelers going to in in the market are you seeing do you, do you think they're going to be the demand is going to be higher for 2022 yeah so i when i look at this i always look at my wife. Okay. So if I want to travel, I'm going to have a certain standard that is is appropriate for me that I like. If I'm going to travel as a family or with my wife, there's a different standard. And, and, you know, she loves a few things about a resort. She loves the food, the pool, the beach. That's really it. That's all that matters. Maybe the activities. So in terms of leisure, I mean, I look at myself personally, I'm going to be going out of town again uh, in a couple weeks here to the West coast for some conferences. And I'm going to make a little bit of leisure out of it because for me, I work hard. 
I live in Michigan, which is a great state, but it's covered in white snow right now. And that just doesn't jive with me at this point in my life. So leisure, we're seeing right. a lot of leisure travel, believe it or not. I mean, airlines are, are solid. I invested in some Delta stock over the last couple of years. It's done phenomenally well. Um, we'll see what happens with these variants with stuff with COVID related. It, it's, it's really anybody's guess. But leisure travel is something that humans do. We just do it. It doesn't matter. We did it during COVID. We're doing it after COVID. We'll be doing it when people forget about COVID if they ever do. And it's very important to recognize that the upper class and the wealthy they typically are not affected in an adverse way at all by these major world events. So that's leisure, right? Business. Business now. This is a wild card. Because look at a guy like you and a guy like me. We get together right. maybe once a quarter, right? Maybe a couple times a quarter. We do our business yeah. 100% remotely. You're in a different state than I am, and we're both working on deals that are not in our backyard. So business today has changed. Digital content like what we're doing here has changed how we conduct business and how we interact with our clients. Now, in terms of business travel, it's always going to be a thing. Am I worried? No, I'm not worried at all because there's plenty of other places to fill in those those reservations with. Uh, now, what was the third category you talked about? Conferences? Yeah, conferences. That's huge. Conferences are huge. Keep in mind, you and I have been cooped up for years. Most Americans are right. frustrated about being cooped up, and we're seeing the return of many in-person events. So seminars, conferences, major regional events, they're coming back. Now, this particular property is in an incredible market with two major universities, an airport, fresh water, major Great Lakes, and um, – Conferences and conventions are going to be a big part of the draw to this place. A lot of our clients that are selling resorts and hotels, they also have conference centers or hotels that function primarily as conference centers. So that business, I think, is coming right back. And uh, at the end of the day, when you have a market that has not enough supply and a lot of demand, it doesn't really matter what's going on in the world. And that's what's going on here with this particular market, right. with this particular asset. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's definitely a great market. Can you talk a little bit to the point of, of freshwater versus uh, what, what what exactly a freshwater resort is? Um, yeah. What, what would you compare that to? So we were on a call, remember, with a potential buyer for Traverse City who was who honed in yes. right on what we had said about freshwater. Because think about it. I'm a broker. I'm an investor. I look at things logically. I also look at things the way that other investors look at them. And when I hear major real estate investment trusts who are – deliberately, by design, not investing in coastal Florida because of potential hurricane issues or potential rising of the tides, right? That gets me yeah. thinking. A lot of buyers want to be on fresh water because it's limited supply. It's not affected really by inclement weather to the large extent that it is in you know oceanside resorts. And in addition, fresh water is a natural resource that people utilize every day. So it's not going anywhere. That real estate is becoming more and more valuable which is why myself personally, I love fresh water. And if I'm looking at investment properties, I'm looking right now on, on you know Airbnbs or vacation rentals that are located on or near fresh water because of how valuable it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the, and not to mention the erosion that affects the 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 life of the building as well. Yeah. Now, I mean, we're not going to get political and talk about you know how in the 1970s the cover of Time magazine said that scientists unanimously predicted that we headed to a, to another ice age. We're not going to talk about you know everything that's gone on with the Kyoto Protocol uh, over the last few decades. We're not going to talk about whether or not global warming exists. It may, it may not. But the bottom line is, it is a force in the public consciousness, and it is something that drives investor sentiment and investor decision making. Therefore, we pay attention to it. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it, as a broker, you know, 
as a broker, it's definitely top of mind. It's something that's very important to keep in mind. Yeah, no doubt. So, Shlomo, uh, I don't know if we lost you a little bit. The connection might be a little poor, but we're going to keep going. There you are. You're back with us. So you were, you were mentioning about freshwater. We are talking about how it's important for brokers to pay attention to major trends, whether or not they believe in them, because the market believes in them, obviously. So what else do you want to talk about today? Yeah. I know you were because you started off shopping centers, sell a lot of quick service restaurants. Uh, how, how, how did you get into the hotel space? Good question. So a few different answers. Number one, I've got some good friends in South Florida who uh, undertook a pretty large conversion of a property over the last few years. These are great friends. Actually, one of them was my roommate in Israel in Yeshiva. So him and his friend uh, have a hotel there. Great property. I had the opportunity to tour it a few times. And they did a really nice veterans conversion. So they took an old hotel that was struggling. They brought it up to great occupancy, started cash flowing it. And then they did a conversion to actual veterans housing, which is very exciting. I went down there. I visited with them. I brought in some some individuals who who assisted with the project. And I, I love them. I love the project. I love what's going on. Now, simultaneously, I was selling a lot of quick serve restaurants for some of my clients. And uh, one of my one of my clients uh, actually it was a Thursday. I was in the studio. He reached out twice, same time, same day, same hour. Got out of the studio. I called him. I said, "Hey, what do you want to sell?" That's how I answered. I picked up the phone when I, when I called him. He goes, "How do you know I want to sell something?" I said, "Well, you called me twice in the same day, which you never do. It means you want to sell something." He's like, "Yep, we are selling the resorts, and we want you to be involved." So this all came from a Wendy's property that I sold uh, on a college here in Michigan only a few months ago. So got involved in that resort, um, spent a lot of time up there, really loved the property. You and I met there. Um, not We didn't yeah. meet there for the first time, but you came in and, and, and assisted there, which was really great. Fell in love with the market, fell in love with the, the assets, put them on the market, got a lot of interested buyers. Now, we're working on that deal. That deal is anticipated to close you know, in the next few months. Meantime, I'm at the Grand Hotel, which is a freshwater resort in Mackinac Island, Michigan, which is right between the Upper and Lower Peninsulas. It's an island, really cool place. Got married there this, this summer. It was really awesome. So I'm there about nine months ago. I'm, I'm, I'm in a, a specific location that we like to go to. And my wife and I are talking, and there's a man across the bar. And he looks over, and he makes eye contact with me. And he goes, hey, are you Dan Lukowitz from LinkedIn? And I said, I'm Dan Lukowitz. What do you mean, from LinkedIn? Like, I, I wish I would have something to do with LinkedIn. But, yeah, I'm active on it. Uh, why do you ask? He goes, hey, I watch your show. been following you for a few years. I love what you're doing. Can we chat for a minute? So we talked. It ended up uh, being that he worked for a good friend of mine as a broker, but he was leaving. So he reached out to me on LinkedIn the next day. He said, hey, love meeting you. Let's keep in touch. I'm making a move. I want to I keep in touch with you. Okay, no problem. Six months goes by. He gets in touch with me on LinkedIn. He says, hey, let's go out to dinner. We go out to dinner. We're sitting there. We're talking about networking. He's a multifamily broker. I'm primarily a net lease broker. We're talking about how we'll help each other, refer each other business, have a good time, you know, stay in front of each other. And then maybe two, three weeks later, I get an email. He CCs one of his clients who he does a ton of multifamily deals with. He says, hey, this is my buddy, Dan. He's a great guy. He's local here in Michigan. He's a hotel expert. So the answer to your question is I became an hotel expert the moment that other people started referring to me as a hotel expert. That's all it is. Wow. That's really all it is. An yeah. asset is an asset is an asset. We're working with this 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 uh, client of ours who we really appreciate the referral. We appreciate the, the business. And we're going to bring that to market. We're going to hit a home run for him because we hit a home run for all of our clients regardless of the asset that we sell. And we are experts because we are known as experts and because we bring you top dollar. 
How's that? Right, exactly. I think, and I, I think the biggest part is bringing top dollar to, oh, yeah. to, to an asset. And so, so can you tell me a little bit about your mar- the marketing strategies that you have and how they differ from from quick service to to hospitality? Yeah. So the marketing efforts are really exactly the same. The buyer pool is going to be a little different. There's going to be some crossover. And because we've listed properties like this before, we have a ton of buyer and seller relationships. But the actual process is, is the same process we teach in the CRE Pro course, which is right. that you know you, you you essentially have your marketing material from minute one, right? And when I say minute one, I mean the second that the, 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 the owner gives you a lease and you start underwriting it, you're producing marketing material that when you get the listing will be used to sell it. Right. So all the information that we provide to you, investors and clients on the front end, we put in all the work as if we're getting the listing before you even give us a commitment, because that's just the the level of excellence and service that we provide. Once we have that marketing material, then we leverage our databases, our proprietary databases. We leverage our current active clients, which you and I have, you know, uh, quite extensive lists of and everyone on our team does. And we also leverage social media. You know, between myself and, and Zach, we have over thirty thousand followers. You know, you're you're racking up followers by the day. So we leverage those types of platforms. We talk about it on our shows. You and I get on the phone. We start cold calling. We start warm calling. We're sending out emails. We're blasting it out to our broker connections, to our buyers. We're sending it out to everybody we can, and we're drumming up a ton of excitement because our job now is to get as much exposure for that listing, get as many offers, and bring the highest and best terms possible for our client. Right. Yeah, very interesting. And something that, that, I, wanted, that I noticed was different from my underwriting of, of hotels is, uh, compared to, to the retail side, is when on retail side, there's, you, you have, you, what, what you see on the, on the offerings, on the income statement and on the leases is what, is what's going to show up on, on your profit and loss. Yeah. And, you know, there's some CAM, there's some cam reimbursements and stuff, but but you, but when it comes to hotel, there's there's it's very different because it is you're it basically is. marketing it every single night to a new tenant, and then <laughs> and your income yeah and, and maybe hundreds really of is, them sometimes yeah hundreds and 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 so you, there's no guarantee on on what your what your income is going to be you know there's a lot of guessing on the future on the next year on let's say one year from now how much money am I is this hotel going to make. There's a lot more uncertainty, but then the, on the other on the other side of it, there's a lot more ways to, to squeeze a property for money. You have you have the bookings of the hall. You have people that are going to the restaurants in the in the basement, and then and you you could get you get different payments by the hour. Sure. So so how, was that how was that shocking for you? Like how did you how did you see see that going into that that space? Good question. I've got a background in single and multifamily residential uh, investing, okay. not brokerage, but yeah. investing. So I've underwritten a ton of multifamily. And I would argue that that hospitality, hotel, resort, that whole sector is much more similar to multifamily than it is to uh, net lease for obvious reasons. Right. You know, you've got a lot of tenants, short term, long term. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of expenses. So, you know, the underwriting is very complicated. And I'll go right back to my good friend in South Florida, right? My friends in South Florida. When I'm underwriting, obviously we have a non-disclosure agreement and we trust each other. When I'm underwriting, I'm showing them the deal so they can assist in the underwriting because I've only got two eyes, you know? And they've got their sets of two eyes as well. And together we can come up with something that's uh, more accurate and more appropriate. I mean, I think in many things in life, whether it's beauty or it's educated guesses, 
typically the average is the way to go. I'll give you two examples. They found that the most attractive human beings are the ones that have, I don't mean average in terms of, of, of looks, but their features are in the center, right? Their nose is in the center, their eyes are centered. Everything is like, and, and a very attractive person is really a uh, conglomerate of many other attractive f faces. The same thing's true with, with, with educated guesses. If you had a huge gumball machine with thousands of gumballs, you could guess one number and your odds of getting it are very low. But if you sample 20 people in a group, and then you take the average of their guesses, you will get very darn close. The same thing is true with right. underwriting. Dan Lukowitz is going to underwrite one way. Shlomo Aaron's going to underwrite one way. The seller's going to underwrite another way. A friend of ours is going to underwrite another way. Another broker in our organization is going to underwrite another way. The most accurate number is probably the average of those underwritten numbers. Right. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, I would say the, mo the, the, the most accurate is the one that's, that pays the highest and will actually pull through with the deal. Yeah, I mean, it, well, in, in, for the buyer or, or the underwriting, because keep in mind they're two different things. Underwriting is what right. we're going to say is the property is worth, right? However, right. what a buyer, what the market says it's worth may or may not be the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. And that and that, that is the end all be all because what, what you sell it for is what you get. But but again, you really have to, 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 speak, to, to speak to the market and have someone that's in the market to tell you the exact price of, of the property. Or yeah, that, or that, that's true is. too. Exactly. Look at my friends in South Florida. That's what they do day in, day out, six days right. a week, right? Is is they underwrite and purchase and, 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 and they run resorts and hotels. So they know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. And then and and when it comes to, to being to, to being a broker, what how do you find the difference in value between a uh, flag uh, flag resort or a flag hotel. Oh, that is such an interesting question. I happen to love the non-flagged resorts because they're private and the rules and the fees and the structures can be decided by the, the family or the group that owns them. Now, flags are interesting because you have – and by the way, when Shlomo says flags, he means like the Hiltons or the Hyatts or the you know the the, the Wyndhams. Yeah. Exactly, all those different types of names. What's cool there is the cross-promotional aspect, which can help you and hurt you. So if I'm going to be, let's say, a Hilton, right? If I have a Hilton – uh, flag on my property, Hilton is is advertising for me. So when someone is a Hilton member, they may go to my hotel over any other hotel in the market because that's just what they like, know, and trust, right? Which is very important. Now, in addition, when Hilton is advertising, they might be sending business my way. The other way goes too. Like if I'm if I'm advertising, maybe some of my customers are going to you know choose to go elsewhere, but not not to a large extent. So flags have their benefits, but they also have their restrictions in terms of rules, regulations, fees, service agreements, et cetera. So really, I'm not going to say that one is better than the other. They're just different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true because, I mean, I've been speaking to, to lots of clients over the past few months just about um, the, their listings and their properties. And and the, it varies. And you, I have, have clients that are, that are telling me that they hate flagged flag hotels and they'll, they'll never buy one because mm -hmm. pips and too many restrictions and right. then the exact opposite and i have people telling me that you know they'll, they'll never they have to buy a flag because they they need that they need they need to have that global reach for their hotel you mentioned an interesting topic an interesting buzzword i want to talk about a little bit is pips what do you know yeah. about pips um they can be very restrictive sometimes and but they run the business yeah. So, what? Tell us what pips are. I think most viewers might not know what it, a pip is. Okay, a pip is a property improvement plan, and they're they're essential to hotel sales. And they they basically tell you how how often you have to 
you have to start um, renovating when you have, to, and it's really a plan on when when you have to start um, renovating the hotel and redoing it. So let's say you have a a Hilton, for example, that that Hilton, you know, say five years in, they'll there maybe there'll be a plan for five years in. You have to redo X Y X Y Z places or a certain amount of rooms or the the lobby. So so that's really what it is. Yeah, and it's very important to know that, like, imagine this. Let's say I have a multifamily, right? And mm-hmm. I can decide what standards of renovations I do and when and how and all that versus a multifamily where Hilton gets to say, nope, you have to have this faucet and this card reader and this carpet and, and this furniture, right? So maybe I'd be more inclined to have a deal where I get to make the decisions. Maybe I want to follow standards. It's just different. Right, right. And the reason why people don't like them is because they're telling you how to spend you how to spend your money. Yeah, but and, on the other hand, I mean, uh, FedEx right. is telling you how to rent how to how to build the property. Dollar General is telling you how to renovate the property if you're if you're a, a builder or developer. So that, I mean, right. there is a standard for this. For exactly. this, yeah, it's just it just becomes something that is going to affect your numbers because unlike in a FedEx ground or a Dollar General when it's being built, that's a one time build, right? Right. The PIP. That's something that could be ongoing. I mean, during your ownership of the property, you might have to renovate because they say so. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and people like control, but but then again, you get the brand loyalty, and and especially with credit cards for 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 these stuff that people are, won't won't necessarily go to a flat to a non flag resort. But you know, it's really it's a give and take, and every every investor has a different appetite for what they want. Yeah. Well, listen. This All has right, been we're cool. To the end. Yeah, Thanks for coming on, Dan. Appreciate it. Pleasure. And I'm excited for, for this hotel. Can I tell you something? Like when you throw out a word like "pip" on the air, I didn't even know yeah. you knew what that was. I mean, obviously you do because you're the oh, man. Of course, We're in the it gives me so much enjoyment and pleasure to watch this. So thank you, brother. Thank you very much, and thanks for taking the CRE Pro course and 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 getting hooked up with us. This has been really cool, and you know we'll talk more. But I know you're excited because you're leading calls at the Lukowitz Group with three new yeah. CRE Pro interns. It's like it's only been a few exactly. months, and you're already part of the next iteration. So hey, listen, this has been fun, brother. You keep up the good work. I can't wait to see you in January, and uh, yeah, this has been awesome. So thanks again, Shlomo. Right. If, if well, people want to talk you. about this hotel, how do they get in touch with you? Shoot me an email, um, Shlomo, S-H-L-O-M-O, at EncoreREIS.com. That's E-N-C-O-R-E-R-E-I-S.com. Message me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and and however, any other social media platform. I'm on. All right. Well, hey, man, we'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Appreciate I'll it. I'll speak to you. Have a good one.